Welcome back to Pop Culture Theater, where we watch to think of pop culture, where we talk about it, this time, for the second time. Whoops. Uh, I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And we done fucked it from last time. Uh, you guys are going to get the most re- rehearsed, polished podcast <laughs> we've ever done, because um, you got to push the record button on my end for this to work. Yeah. But if Sky... If Sky hadn't exposed himself to coronavirus, we could have just been in the same room, so... Well, to be fair, it was my boss who didn't think about getting tested after being in a flying germ tube. Um, (laughs) It's kind of on her and not me. And also my company who uh, also didn't require her her to get tested after being in a flying germ tube and also a human corral. Um, Listen, this is everyone's fault but ours, I think, is what we're saying. It is my fault that I forgot to edit. Um, That's on me. But if you had... Yeah, yeah, but no matter when you had remembered to edit, you would have discovered there was no sound on my audio. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But to be fair, I'm not good at knowing when I am in time, so... It's also true. I mean, I'm not trying to dispute that it is, in fact, my fault. I'm just saying there is precedent for that. We just gave everyone a much needed week yeah. off. Well, I mean, we didn't have the week off, but everybody else. No, we ha- we still had rehearsal. <laughs> we're watching the Mighty Podcast Ducks. Podcast rehearsal. Um, and we're doing the worst episode for a second time. Yeah, it's really unfortunate that we had to do this one again. Yeah, we haven't, <laughs> we both hated haven't had to do this in a while, though. It's been a bit. Oh, have one that we actually don't really care for? No, I mean, like, redo an episode completely. Oh, yeah. This is, has this happened before? Katie asked me, and I was like, I think maybe once. I think it was just once or twice. Pretty early yeah. on. Yeah. Because I remember, yeah. like, there was one episode where the the audio just cut out for, like, a quarter of a second, every second for the entirety of it, and it was really <laughs> irritating to listen to. Yeah. And impossible to edit. I wasn't going to go through, you know, a quarter of a second for every second of an hour and clip it. Yeah. That's just madness. So... That'll be your hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of your one of the many levels of your hell. Yeah, I'll be in a dentist chair uh, with wet mouth sounds ringing in my ears, uh, trying to edit through uh, like a year long worth of something or other. It's just not going to be good for me, you know. As I'll as hell usually in... is. Right. I'll be standing in line with people who don't understand how lines work and have zero patience. There'll be. Two people way too close to you, and then a huge gap in between them. Yep. And uh, complaining and loudly. One of them will be, yeah, one of them will be complaining loudly about how this should be going faster. <laughs> as if, as if the uh, the thing about the DMV is that you stand stand in the line. That's what happens at the DMV, ma'am. Yeah, you also. Sh- I'm not specifically talking about someone. Yeah, you you should have you should have brought your stuff with you. Also, why would you expect them to know yeah. who you are? Or the man I had to stand near in the post office line not that long ago, who apparently, despite everyone knowing that the post office is having trouble, <laughs> uh, was very upset that we had to stand there and talking very loud about how they didn't have it together. Uh, and then got to the window and casually talked to the lady like he's there every day. So somehow what? this surprised him, but he was also there every day. So I don't know what was going How on. old was this man? Uh, old enough... But wearing shorts in the winter, he had a lot going on. Yeah, I was going to say, sounds like they've got quite a bit on their plate. But anyway, yeah. fuck everyone. And fuck, and fuck, fuck punk fiction. Uh, this one is a play off of Pulp Fiction, which I had not seen before we watched it the first time. And I have not seen in the intervening time. I thought you were really going to surprise me and say you had seen it since Nah. Then. I just don't have any, like, reason to. I heard it's good, and I believe people, but I also just don't care enough. It's, I'm, I've only seen it once, and I, it's not a movie I ever had the desire to return to. Yeah. It's fine. Here's the thing. I'm going to be 35 pretty soon, and uh, I've made it this far. It's I've true. absorbed what I needed to through, through culture, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of not interested. Right, I think, like I said before, we've both seen the Simpsons episode based around it. <laughs> That's so. right, and the Mighty Ducks episode. Yeah. Uh oh. Are there how many ducks are in the real Pulp Fiction? At least one that I can remember, but like I said, it's been a while. Okay. So we open up, and uh, Nosedive and Grin 
are going into a trunk having a, a, a bit of a tete-a-tete. Also, it's the first time we've seen Grin without a hat. He's got no yeah. duck hair. He still has the gray feathers? Question mark. But he does yes. have a ponytail. Yeah, he's got like a sort of a frasery thing going on with the long hair, <laughs> but no top hair. And the degree in uh, psychology. Yeah, and a radio show. That's right. Ah, the 90s when your main character could be a successful radio show host. <laughs> now, that is pretty impossible. Yeah. Because look at us. We got a radio show and it ain't that popular. Everyone has one. That's the problem. Yeah, it's a pretty saturated market. Um, but they're they're talking about bringing puck blasters and then pull puck blasters out of the out of the car, complaining about the yeah. guns that they have and not being there, which which is odd. But they load them. I up. mean, I guess they they couldn't just draw like six shooters or something. You know, they couldn't give them actual guns. Sure, but why complain about the guns that they have and not having the guns that they clearly picked up and loaded? Well, that's because they wrote this, and then the animators were like, well, we're not animating a different gun, so <laughs> here we go. Guess, yeah, you know what? That's fair. So uh, they start arguing about a bear uh, that they saw in a cartoon. and Because this is a very Tarantino-y, uh, Pulp Fiction-y thing, is where you you uh, you know have an unrelated talk as you're doing cool stuff. Yeah. A name chatter, if you will. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, Grin is of the mind that it's not a bear, even though it's called Barry the Bear or something like that. And his argument is that bears don't drive cars. And Nosedive says something about, yeah, but a mouse can have a dog. Because remember, this is a Disney property. Right. And But they can't say I, Mickey Mouse, I guess. I guess not. I don't know. I just, the, the conversation doesn't bother me. It's the fact that when they come back to it, Grin only has that one argument. Yeah, he's bad at it. It's stupid. At least write some, like, different inane chatter for them. Yeah. Or maybe give him a second argument. Yeah. But they've entered an apartment complex, and they go to a room, they pull out their shades in preparation of being cool, and they knock on the door, and some guy uh, pops it open, and they're like, the comedian sent us. And it feels... Watching this because it is so Tarantino-ian, uh, like you, you know, we don't, we only got half the story. It's like, well, that's yeah, that's how they tell it. Yeah, it's non-linear storytelling. It's cool. It's hip. It also leaves you confused and annoyed, like me. <laughs> so the, your your other point of reference for Tarantino not telling a story in uh, linear fashion is is that a Dane Cook joke where he says he's going to Tarantino it. He's going to tell you the ending first. Uh, I've seen Kill Bill a number of times. Yeah, but I wanted to talk about Dane Cook. Oh, okay. I've also seen Inglorious Bastards, which I feel like is a Tarantino. It is. And I can't name any others that I've seen off the tip top of my head. There's only like 10 of them. Yeah, and I can't name any others that I've seen off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, that's good. Good for you. <laughs> you uh, what's the, the, the ground, Grindhouse one? You've seen that. Oh, that's right. Uh, Death Proof. I like that one. Yeah. But that one has pretty linear storytelling going against the grain. Well, that's, yeah, it's cause it, probably because it is trying to fit into that genre. True. And you'll, someday you'll never get to see the Star Trek movie he's never going to get to make. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, so the Tucks enter the apartment, and they look around, and they see uh, Officer Cleghorn. Cleghorn? Is that right? Yes. Uh, he's tied up and gagged on the floor, and they kind of giggle about that. Because they hate it. Yeah, because fuck that guy. He's a bit of a prick. <laughs> the goons pull out a briefcase, and the ducks are like, "We're gonna, we're gonna buy this thing, and for a hundred grand, or G's, as they say." Yeah, because they're cool. But they did not show up with money. Instead, they pull guns on the goons, and uh, they're like, "We're gonna shoot you to death if you don't get out of here." And then Grin quotes a, a poem of some sort. Apparently, the gangsters do not like poetry, so they run out of the room. Now, I want you to... This seems stupid, but also, I don't know about you, because you're, you, you're hard to get a read on. <laughs> um, but when I was, you know, whatever you would have been at this time, at 9, 10 years old, maybe 11, I also did not like poetry, I'm sure. Enough to... Uh, the idea of it was, was probably like, this is so boring, I hate it. Sure. And I also would have left a room if the men had guns and poetry. 
What would scare you more, the poetry read or uh, the guns? Oh, as a little kid, I would have crapped myself the second I thought someone even had a gun. <laughs> I was scared of everything. Was? I mean, I'm still pretty scared of everything, but I was even more scared of everything then. The goon situation successfully diffused, I guess. Uh, they decide to go, or no, they're, they get spooked by a spider and just shoot the shit out of the wall, missing the spider. And also, but it puts like we see Clegghorn and he's damn near where, where they were two in the shooting. <laughs> uh, with bullets, apparently. So those puck blasters are loaded with bullets. The holes were too small and not shaped in the way for pucks to be, unless they were quarter sized pucks and they mini hit, pucks. They hit flat instead of on an edge. Yeah. Which maybe. Who knows what Tanya's up to? Yeah. Here's the thing about that. Um, a flat bludgeon like that would leave a big messy hole in you. It's true. That's the whole purpose behind hollow point bullets, is the tips are hollow, like you'd think. Uh, so when they hit your soft human flesh, they flatten out and make a much bigger hole. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, you know, for assured murders. Uh, fun fact. You would know. My dad, apparently throughout his life, uh, illegally carried a gun, and it was filled with hollow-point bullets. Did he ever murder anyone? I'm gonna say probably. I mean... <laughs> yeah, he probably wouldn't have told you if he had. Yeah, but if it happened, I wouldn't be abundantly surprised. <laughs> Wasn't a great dude. I don't think my dad carried a gun. <laughs> he, he, did, he did a lot more illegal drinking than <laughs> shooting. Well, my dad did a fair share of that as well. Anyway, um, Theon Cleghorn, uh, <laughs> when my Ted was my age, he already had several children and, uh, and a house and stuff, and I do a <laughs> podcast about ducks. Yeah. So the <laughs> podcast about ducks. <laughs> so they, uh, they ungag Cleghorn, and he uh, starts yelling at them for being illegal. Uh, and Nosedive says, can you shut your, can you shut your complaint hole for like a second? And he opens up the briefcase that we saw light up earlier, like in Pulp Fiction. Clegghorn's like, what, what's in there? And Nosedive says, a flashlight. And also this enormous Cause, gem. Because there's a light in there. Yeah. Although he takes the flashlight out and the light still is glowing out of the suitcase. Yeah, I'm going to assume that that is an animation error. It's real easy to just blame all of the mistakes on that in the show. Uh, well, it is, in fact, the most likely culprit, so... It absolutely is. Clegghorn demands explanation, and Nosedive starts doing a back or a flashback and makes a meta joke about it being a flashback. Yeah. That the first of many meta jokes of this episode. Yeah. This, this episode is very aware that it's an episode of this show. Yeah. So we flash back, and the the ducks are playing hockey, you know, like the mighty ducks do. And Phil comes running down to the glass, and he's screaming about them being over. There's a TV report, so Tanya puts it on the jumbotron, which is way too high up for for comfortable viewing from the ice. But whatever. Yeah, I guess if you're just watching a few seconds of a clip, you can probably just do it on your wristwatch monitor. Yeah, I mean, thing. it's neat that it's neat that they have that capability to <laughs> to Chromecast up. It's like they're living in the now times. Yeah, hell but yeah. But from then. <laughs> uh, but sure enough, it's Clegghorn. He's, uh, you know how he doesn't like the ducks? Well, he still doesn't like the ducks. And now he's issuing an arrest warrant. Well, he's got a good reason now. Kind of. Well, he thinks he does. Yeah. Someone, of the, someone from the press is like, why? So he says, roll the footage. Roll that beautiful bean footage. As a joke. They roll the footage of the opening of this very show. They're like, no, not that footage. So that's meta joke number two. I'm glad you're keeping track. So they roll the correct footage, and it's of the ducks in a... I don't know. They said it's a jewelry store, but it's pretty obviously a museum or something. And they're just smashing it's the, shit. It's the jewelry store slash museum. Ah, there's jewelry in the gift shop is what it is. Yeah. And they're not... They're more vandalizing than jewel thieving. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not great to do in a museum, because I bet a lot of that's irreplaceably, you know... Right, yeah. ...unreasonably expensive. Um, but the ducks are like, that. that's not us. We're somebody else. 
And you'd think it'd be easy for them to, like, have an alibi because of all the technology they brought with them. Right. Or, I mean, there's probably security cameras at the hockey rink. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's not their technology. That's just regular technology. Are you saying that they would get human bullshit to get in there? Nah. Yes. (laughs) Bless you. I I sneezed. Into the microphone, like you like to. No, I sneezed away from the microphone. (laughs) It just sounded like it because my headphones are near my sneeze, and that's what you're hearing. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, I I leaned far away from the actual microphone. Nice. Uh, So the ducks decide that they're going to go investigate uh, and figure out who's impersonating them, and Phil says he's going to get a lawyer on retainer or whatever, so he calls... 1-800-RENT-A-SHYSTER, which, as we discussed last time, really, really sounds like a slur of some kind. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure if you looked into the term shyster, it's probably... Yeah, I, uh, I have not done that either uh, in the intervening yeah, period, either. and I'm going to continue <laughs> hoping that it's fine. Really, the only thing we did in the intervening period was go, whoa, whoops. <laughs> yeah, I also shoveled some snow. Oh, uh, yeah, I used this new snowblower, that was fun. Yeah. You should get you one, Scott. Uh, I'm going to send you the link to one I got. That's nice. It's not ex- It's not expensive. I was looking at them earlier, honestly. <laughs> There's one that's shaped like a snow shovel. I think I know which one you're talking about, actually. Yeah. Uh, also, question. If you um, are... Are you even a superhero team if so- at some point in your series there isn't a fake bad team of you? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that is a box that needs to be checked off. Yeah, otherwise you don't count. They had the stupid crystal weakness uh, with the duck tonight. Um, yep. They have an archvillain. They mm-hmm. come from a distant planet. Yep. Uh, they're misunderstood by the locals. Are they? That's maybe not a necessity, but... I, the only locals that seem to interact with them on any regularity are Mookie and Thrasher. Everybody else seems indifferent at best, except for their hockey prowess. That's true. Uh, but uh, they pile into the Migrator and they go on patrol. And I guess there must be a, like a Drake 2 or something in the Migrator. Because they figured out that there's one diamond exchange that uh, has not been hit yet. So they go there. Yeah. What's a diamond exchange? I, I don't know. You exchange diamonds for th- uh, uh, goods and prizes. Like at a Chuck E. Cheese for tickets. Okay. You get a tiny little, uh, like a frog with a tab on its ass that you can jump. Oh, hell yeah. Can um, I get a sticky get hand? A... Yeah, yeah, you get a sticky hand so you can whap your sister with it in the back of the head yeah. in the van on the way home. Away from a distance. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe get a fake mustache. <laughs> um, maybe pool your tickets together with pogs. your siblings. And yeah, you get some pogs that you can't agree on how to share <laughs> later. That's why you just write your name on all of them. <laughs> I think these are all Sky's pods. <laughs> they got S's on them. <laughs> so the ducks just kind of just walk right up. You know, these wanted fugitives. Uh, and there's just a hole smashed in the side. The The fake ducks are as subtle as the regular ducks. Yeah, maybe even less so. <laughs> and they're all inside in full hockey gear, which is odd. Those hockey players are pretty nimble, but the those... The gear just looks cumbersome regardless, and I... Yeah. I think... I don't see any skates, but I saw them earlier. Those can't be... Those just aren't easy to maneuver in when you're not on the ice. Not... Yeah, not on the floor of a diamond exchange. (laughs) Uh, but the ducks are there already, and then the... Our ducks are like, the fuck? Wildwing says, attack us! I mean them! Which is an okay joke. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So the ducks start attacking, and uh, Canard, not Canard, uh, Duck Orange does a barrel roll and attacks himself, and he's like, this guy is real handsome. And then they have a kiss fight. Uh, Which is the best way to fight. (laughs) If you're a duck, sure. Um, (laughs) And then Wildwing shoots Evil Grin in the chest, and he just goes down like a sack of bricks with a big hole in his chest, and it turns out he's a robot. His head also pops off. If you're going to kill one of them right away, kill the Grin robot, because he's the most likely to punch your face off. <laughs> That's true. You get the big one to prove dominance in this scenario. 
Yeah. Uh, but with it being revealed that it's a, that the robots can are, or, damn it, Duck Orange is like, oh, hell yeah, is a fucking robot? That means I don't have to hold back, and he just cuts him in half with his sword. Don't ducks have excellent senses of smell? Can't they smell these aren't real? Or is that dogs? <laughs> it's both. Well, I don't know okay. if ducks have a sense of smell. I bet they do. I know they have a good sense of direction. Do they? Oh, yeah, because they fly. <laughs> I was like, how? Why? Because of magnets. <laughs> I was thinking these ducks, not real ducks. Right. Uh, I I don't know. But right, well, I'll ask a, a bird duck guy. A bird watcher? A birder? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, at one point... Ornithologist. <laughs> that's what I said, a birder. Yeah. At one point, Evil Wildwing grabs a cart that looks like it's for bussing trays. It absolutely does. And he throws it at Grin. Like... And you know how, like, jewelry stores and diamond exchanges all have that drop-away trap door in the middle of the floor for bringing up goods, I guess? I guess so. It's like the damn weird elevator that's right outside the Millennium Falcon when it's on the Death Star. And you're like, what is that for? A few guys come up on, like, a little lift, but it seems unsafe. It, it, because it is. <laughs> Nothing in the Death Star is safe, to be fair. It's true. <laughs> they couldn't afford railings. We think they'll lean. Grin falls in the hole, and Nosedive tries to, tries to save him, but Nosedive is significantly smaller than Grin, uh, so they both go falling, assumedly to their death, but it ends up being a slide into the basement. Could you imagine, like, plummeting and being like, well, this is it, and then suddenly you're on a slide and it's kind of fun for a second? <laughs> in- until you hit what looks like a wall of paint cans? <laughs> yeah. Uh... I would be most concerned with the amount of shit that ended up in my pants because, of, well, if I'm going to die, I might as well just let go. You think so? That would be your first instinct yeah. when you're cushioning the blow. Is just shit yourself? No way, man. Someone's going to find your body and they'll tell someone that you were full of shit. Yeah, here's the thing. If you die, you shit your pants anyway. All your muscles yeah, go limp. Maybe. No, definitely. I'm not going to die with a, I'm not going to die with a, a pant load of poo. You go ahead, though. No, I think you will. I want to explode at the bottom and explode shit everywhere. That's the plan. I'm gonna empty it out and then take it. Take it. Go. It's good to have uh, your 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 plans in in order. Yeah. I hope that's in your will. Um. Just. <laughs> but Grin and Nosedive haven't died. Hooray! Surprise. Meanwhile, I guess since we saw them telling, they're telling this story, so I suppose we knew they weren't dead, huh? Well, I mean, they could have time travel shenanigans or something. Or or ghosts. Or more robots. Yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, Wildwing's like, my brother died, so I trained this robot to be him. Because I'm sad. <laughs> uh, we didn't have another one for Grin, but I did make one for Kennard, because I miss him too. No one misses Grin. Nothing he says makes any sense. But the other ducks murder the rest of the robots, and then the police show up, uh, and... They must have heard our complaining. Yeah. With yeah, with guns designed for cable from the X-Men. <laughs> yeah. They got rid of the revolvers and the shotguns and gave them silly future <laughs> guns. I wonder if these big square guns are just easier to draw. I'm sure that's probably true. You yeah. don't have to make it look like a real gun, then you get to make up the details as you go. It's true. But the four ducks up top get arrested. And that's pretty much an episode wrap on them. Yeah, they get, what, one more shot and then it's over? Yeah. And I guess Grin and Nosedive had the forethought to climb into the vents because they watch as the ducks get arrested from a vent and don't help. But to be, I guess that they didn't want to, like, murder the humans. I think they want to murder Clegghorn a little bit. Well, I mean, I get it. But the other two officers are mostly fine. Yeah. Mostly. As as good as police officers can be. Well, yeah. I mean, a cab, but yeah, you know, the cop or not the cops. The uh, the press show up, and then we get a, a change of shot to uh, Draganis, and he's like, "Hey, we did it. We got four of them arrested." And then Chameleon says, "And I'm the one who came up with the robot idea." Up until this point, I had assumed it was Doctor Droid. Right, as you would, because it's robots, and he's right. He's, that's his thing. 
That's his deal. It's it's his entire deal. Um, but it's in his name. <laughs> but nope, it's uh, it's Draganus, and he's got robots too sometimes. But you know what else he's got? Yeah, I know. Uh, I guess HR has gotten a hold of Draganus and told him that he can't just be yelling at his minions all the time. So what he did was he set up an encouragement chart. So anytime you do a good thing, you get a gold star. And it's handwritten in a child's script. Yes, because uh, apparently the dragons are dum-dums. Or their goofy claws make it hard to hold a pen. Yeah, that's probably also true. They're busy. They're used. They're, I'm sorry. They're used to um, writing in their enemy's blood, no, not with a pen. That's it. Had to use their own blood. Um, Wrath has one frowny face. Chameleon has two frowny faces and a gold star. Siege is up to two frowny faces, and Dragonus has three gold stars. I think that this system is a bit rigged. Oh well, yeah, because first of all. Um, none of Draganus' plans ever work, so <laughs> he shouldn't have any gold stars. Let's start there. They work for a spell, and then something happens. I guess so. I mean, I, I don't know if I would count them as successful ever, though. That's fair. They work for, you know, 17 of the 20 minutes of the episode, always, and then <laughs> the ducks beat them. What do you think the, the gold stars amount to at the end of the week or whatever? Like, what's the prize? Uh, pizza party? Like, 15 more minutes TV time? Oh, pizza party? Probably pizza party, because then Draganus is just eating all the pizza by himself. <laughs> yeah, but that could just be a Tuesday. Do they have the budget for pizza every week? I, I don't know. They had enough to hand out like a hundred grand for that ba- or that bag or whatever later. Yeah, plus they have the resources to build all those robot ducks. Yeah. So I don't know, man. But uh, Clickhorn points out that Nosedive couldn't have known what had gone on at the dragon's place. Uh, because they weren't there, and they're like, shut up, yes. it's in the script, and he pulls out the script for meta joke number three. Now, I think this is a pretty funny joke until we get to the meta part, you know, where, where Clegghorn says, hey, you couldn't have known that, that's funny, but the him pulling out the script I don't think is that funny. Yeah, especially when he shows Clegghorn the script and then has him read his lines out of it. Yeah. It's a little too far. Then we jump back into the flashback and we see Nosedive and Grin outside of an electronic shop where they're watching a TV through a window because of that old trope. Yes. So, I, seems, why is the volume up seems like, It seems like such a nuisance for people working there. It, absolutely. This seems like the location where people usually learn that they have to believe in Santa or something. <laughs> absolutely. Or that we have to sing in order to power Santa's sleigh back up. Yeah. What we're saying is, I, I think this definitely happens in Elf. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. There's there's a newscast telling them that they uh, are linked up to the, the Jewel heist, because obviously, of course, they would. And Nosedive wonders aloud, uh, who runs the biggest hot ice ring in the city? Hot ice means stolen diamonds. Um, yeah, and they would say it like that because they love hockey. That's right. And for cool slang points. Yeah, cool hockey slang points. <laughs> Uh, Grin is no help because he says, I don't know about personal thing or, uh, material things. And then Nosedive just knows who it is because he watched America's most armed and dangerous. No, that's Simpsons. America's, uh, funniest, most wanted or something. Like yeah. That. It's something dumb. But then he hatches a plan to go get in with the stolen diamond folks. So they go to Limpy Lambago and... Uh, he's looking at a bunch of jewels, like enormous jewels on his desk. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Nosedive and Grin uh, come walking in and they're wearing uh, nice suits that we saw them in in the first, er, in the first part of the, the show. Uh, and then, so uh, Jim Cummings is voicing uh, Limpy and he tells his, uh, his henchmen to murder them because he doesn't want to deal with ducks. He deals with rocks. Which is a near rhyme. It's your favorite kind of rhyme. Yeah, almost there. They're both the henchmen are Rob and Bob, and Limpy can't tell who's which, and it shouldn't matter. Uh, but the the guys pull out Tommy guns, which get crushed immediately off screen because I guess that would be too difficult to animate. And instead of continuing trying to murder them, Limpy decides to uh, to hear them out. Well, he's impressed. Yeah. So Nosedive pulls out a news clipping proving that they are 
bad guys now. Yeah. At first he shows him the wrong side of it, and then there's a suit sale, which Limpy plans to take advantage of. But then he turns it around, and it's about duck stealing diamonds. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, Limpy just demands that they prove themselves. Uh, so he sends them to collect um, something from Shecky Carter, who is known as... And he's the comedian. Yeah, he's known as the comedian. Uh, I, ru- I ruined it. It's cool. Apparently, Shecky the comedian, has stolen Limpy's house. Because yes. he just took the deed... And I guess that's how house ownership works. Yeah. That's why my deed is hidden from my house. It's also why I own my neighbor's house now. Because I kicked in their door and found their <laughs> deed. And now it's my house. But I feel like taking the deed to someone's land is a very, like, little house on the prairie <laughs> plot. Yeah. Well, he, he doctored that deed. This our land. That's how everyone on the little house on the prairie talks? Yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah, sort of Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Little House in the Prairie, because uh, just like poetry at a young age, it also would have sent me into a spiral because <laughs> of how boring it is. Right. But Limpy asks them to go clean uh, the, the comedian's clock, and they're like, yeah, sure. I feel like Limpy should have a much larger syndicate than these two gentlemen standing Yeah, the th- there's the three of them. And, like, they weren't able to protect him, so I don't know how he's... Maybe that, I guess that's why he lost his house. Okay. Yeah. You mean you only got two guys. Fixed it. So uh, the ducks go there. And by the ducks, I just mean nose diving Grin. The two. Yeah. Grin just pulls open the door with his muzzles. And uh, they wander in. And the comedian's just in there. He's got two guys of his own moving stuff around. And uh, the comedian's on the phone with uh, with. He said something about having the beak, so he's looking for that diamond, right? I think, because we find out later that that's the beak. Uh, one of the goons put is he talking? Puts a clock over the. I'm uh, sorry. Is he talking to the guys that are in that apartment that they scare off with poetry? Must be. I did not All rewatch right. this in between. I assumed I would know. And uh, also were I certainly it. didn't. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, we struggled last. Uh, this is our second time, and I don't think we're going to understand the plot any better because it gets very confusing who's working for who and why anyone's doing anything there's, like there's this is the parts. most yeah this is the most confusing episode of all of these one goon with an underbite pulls down a, a portrait of of limpy and the comedian says to burn it because he's into jokes and that's funny to him <laughs> the the comedian is definitely like an off-model joker He's yes. got a purple suit and everything, but if you compare the facial structure to that of uh, the animated series of Batman, to the, that version of the Joker, they are pretty close. Yeah, he's slightly less pointy, but yeah, he, you're right. He does have the same sort of facial architecture. Yeah. Uh, so the goons pull up machine guns and they start shooting at uh, either the comedian's stuff or the limpiest stuff. I'm not sure yeah, Whatever's in these crates. I assume they're full of rubies. Yeah, why not? And all the while, the comedian has a running commentary going that's just straight up not funny. <laughs> the two goons start chasing after Nosedive, and Grin comes over, and he just picks up Limpy. And Grin is so much bigger than him. You'd think that he would be like, hey, stop shooting at my friend now. But instead, Nosedive pops out and shoots them with tether pucks, and they've won. The comedian also... Also only has two goons. Yeah. I mentioned that earlier, but yeah, you're right. Well, you said that about Limpy. I also said it about the comedian. Oh. Well, I wasn't listening to you then. Clearly. <laughs> but uh, the comedian didn't learn his lesson from Limpy, who also must have just carried the deed around on him, because Nosedive pulls the deed out from his, his uh, jacket pocket, and now the now the house own, is owned by Nosedive. Now he has to pay yeah. property tax. Yeah, now the ducks move in here. Yeah, fuck the pond. That's the rest of this episode is them redecorating. But uh, instead of trying to, like, murder them, they, they take the loss and they just run out of the house. The the goons do, anyway. And then Nosedive takes a moment to wipe down the clock because he cleaned the comedian's clock. Get it? It's a joke. Sky, do you, you got it? I got it. You got it. We cut back to Limpy's place. They're like, hey, here's your deed back. 
Now you gotta get us in on the jewels. We love to do a jewel steal. Limpy's like, well, have you heard of the Lemurian Falcon? And uh, the ducks are like, no, because we don't watch old gangster movies and aren't familiar with the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> uh, so the uh, fuck was this guy? Limpy says. Funny, I figured you'd know about your relatives, except it's a falcon, which is a different kind of bird, and also, why would they know about it? Yeah, I think that's a different kind of racism. Yeah. Speciesism. Yeah. Um, But apparently, the Maltese, or not Maltese, the Lemurian falcon is a, a terrible-looking falcon statue with a beak that's made out of a stupid gem, and uh, some Bergillionaire uh, purchased it. And they stole it, or it didn't come with, or something. Now they have to go re- recover it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, someone stole it in transit. Stole the beak. But apparently this guy is also known as Mr. Big. Because uh, he's very big. Indeed. So there's a 50 uh, G reward on pulling this thing up, or getting this thing back. And also, uh, you could be entered into the company raffle to get a free ham. Which, honestly, got pretty good odds. There's only three people in this organization. so Right. And if and if Limpy's the one giving it away, you really have a 50-50 shot. Yeah. Because there's only the two fellows. Well, I mean, if Grin is included as well as Nosedive, then it's a 25% cha- shot. Well, that is true, yeah. But I bet Grin would share the ham with uh, Nosedive. So either I think so. It's almost assured that he'll be getting some sort of ham sandwiches. I, I, I If I was them, I would just give up now and go get a sandwich. Yeah, just go get a ham. It's fine. Real tall, tall Dagwood situation. <laughs> hey, they're a cartoon. They could just just mow down a, a Dagwood with no problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not like us idiots who have to not unhinge our jaw to eat a sandwich. <laughs> and can't consume toothpicks. Or olives. Ugh, gross. Exactly. Look, I put a pimento in it. Oh, I don't know what that is, so it's extra gross to me. I think, I think I'd rather eat a toothpick. <laughs> Uh, I'd rather shit splinters than eat this olive. (laughs) So that brings us pretty much back to the present. uh, And they are back in the apartment with Clyghorn still uh, bondage wrapped. They haven't bothered untying him and they're not gonna. And you know what? I get it. (laughs) There's no indication on how or why Clyghorn is here. Nah. He just showed up and I guess that it was part of Pulp Fiction. So it's got to be a part of this. I guess so. Yeah. Got to be loyal to the source material. (laughs) <laughs> Tarantino guest directed this. I that would really be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, Grin and Nosedive leave Clyghorn to die, I guess, because I bet yes. those goons will come back eventually. Yeah, their stuff is there. Uh, but Clyghorn notices a hard edge on a table leg, so he crawls over there and uses it to cut the bonds. What? What table has such a hard edge you can cut rope with it? Uh, one that you bought for someone you don't like that much and hope that they stub their ah. toe off. Then there's a quick shot of the other ducks in jail, just hanging out. They didn't take Tanya's techno gauntlet. Or it's... fucking Duck Orange's sword. Yeah. That's also a multi-tool. Or... They're very bad police. They're lucky that they didn't want to break out, because it wouldn't be that hard. Well, they all they also had the script and found out they weren't in this episode. I guess that's fair. Uh, Wildwing's still wearing his 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 uh, outfit, so he could just use his wrist gauntlet blaster to uh, get them out. Yep, and I'm pretty sure I saw Mallory kick a robot apart once, so she could probably kick those bars down. Yeah, and they love to blast through walls, so I'm sure they could <laughs> just kick down one of these walls. It's true, but yeah, so that's that's the episode wrap on the rest of them. We cut over. Limpy is driving. Uh, in a t- limousine over to Mr. Biggs, I guess, with uh, Grin and Nosedive. He makes a bunch of references to, I'm assuming, gangster movies that we've never seen or heard of. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Grin and Nosedive continue their argument about Barry Bear and how he's a bear and not a whatever. Grin doesn't even offer uh, a substitute for bear. Right. He just says, no, he's not a bear. Because he he had a car and drove. It's because Grin's not interesting. Or smart. Yeah, you know who 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 was a bear and drove? Uh, Dad Fonzie. from the Berenstein Bears. Oh yes, also true. A bear in his natural habitat. <laughs> the wheel of a Studebaker. <laughs> oh, Fuzzy Bear. <laughs> so we go to some weird district 
with a bunch of uh, the gangster district. The gangster district with a bunch of I'm assuming abandoned warehouses or <laughs> office parks. I don't know. And they go see Mr. Big, and he is basically the kingpin, but with hair. Um, yes, he's a very large man. He's very big. Yeah. Um, and he's got a sort of res- like, uh, like I don't know, like a Mid Atlantic accent, kind of, but not. A guy who's trying to be hoity-toity in a cartoon. And it's also Jim Cummings. Yeah. So we've got Jim Cummings limpy arguing with Jim Cummings' Mr. Big in this in the scene. It's everything Sky could have ever wanted. That's right. If only they were strangling Tigger to death. Maybe next episode. You, you hate Tigger? I do not enjoy his antics, no. <laughs> I find him to be what annoying. A, what, a, what a weird stance to take. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but we're there, aren't we? Um, you sure are. So uh, they're like, hey, Mr. Big, uh, I hired these ducks and they have the beak. Which I, at this point, they have stolen. And Mr. Big, as far yes. as I understand it, obtained this legally. Like, it was known that he purchased it. Yes. I don't know where, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> like. How is this going to get the other ducks out? They needed to prove... That's a good question. They just needed to prove that the ducks that robbed the store were were not the ducks. Yes. Um, and instead, they're, they're ass deep in a jewel heist that is also yeah, not a heist, but is in fact a legal transaction. They're very much caught up in crime now instead of helping. Okay. Um, but Mr. Big's like... I enjoy talking to a duck who likes to talk about jewels or something. Um, and then he starts talking about ancient Lemurians and how he wants the, the jewel. And then you notice the, the chameleon spots on his hands. And that's when you know something is up. Yeah. What could be, what could be amiss? Also, he's only got three fingers. That's true. All the regular humans have uh, the full complement. Yes. Uh, so he starts talking about Lemuria and how it was a sister city of Atlantis until Lemuria decided to fucking destroy it. And to do that, they used the beak as a pulverizing ray. It's a focal yeah. crystal for a pulverizing ray. How does anyone know that? Fuck you. Because of um, books? Sure. Scrolls? I ain't never heard of Cave Lemuria. Engines? I've heard of Atlantis. And that city is lost. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Big's like, can you give me the crystal now? And Nostai pulls a gun and says, nah. So why the fuck didn't you, why did you even come here if you weren't going to give him the damn crystal? It's a good question. Immediately, Chameleon's like, he drops his guys. He's like, I'm actually Chameleon. Ha ha. I'm going to. Wait, do they, do they think Mr. Big is behind the robot ducks because he's robbing jewelry places trying to find the crystal, the beak crystal. If they think you'd that, bring it to a jewelry they exchange, never once state it. That's tr- absolutely true. <laughs> that must be what's happening. That they think he's behind the robot ducks because. But why would he try and frame the ducks? There's no precedent for that. There's no reason. You just go rob those places, right? Also, he bought it with money. Yeah. In a probably legal transaction, as far as I know. You're right. Yeah, he's a victim. It, it, as far as the, you know, the actual story goes. Yeah, I mean, it's one could argue that Nosedive noticed the chameleon spots because he doesn't react when Mister Big is in fact chameleon. Yeah, but he does pull the gun first. The the ducks usually do. <laughs> yeah, so they're not good. Uh, at that point, chameleon's just like, "Yep, I'm chameleon." Ha! And then watch out, Breath and uh, Siege show up and they try to pull. The, the case with the diamond out. And then Wrath uses magic to make a chain tie up Grin, who stands there and lets it happen, and also doesn't break the chain like we've seen him do many times. It's a magic chain. Sure. But uh, wh- uh, Nosedive just starts shooting wildly. Nobody tries to tackle him or anything. And then Chameleon does another impression of another gangster movie, I assume, and convinces Limpy to uh, turn on the the, the ducks. Yeah, it's some sort of gangster that I don't recognize. Yeah. And they do. 
but he calls them by the wrong name. So he's like, ah, I'll do it myself. And then he puts a gun to nosedive's back. It's like, just pull the trigger, man. Just do it. Yeah. Tired of this too. This, this wouldn't be the first person you've murdered. I'm sure. <laughs> True. You don't get to the top of your game by not being a murderer. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you can be tried because they're not citizens. And I'm pretty sure the government doesn't recognize ducks as having, like, human rights. And also, technically right now, I think they're wanted criminals. Yeah, that's true, too. But instead of just shooting them to death right there, they decide to go into overly elaborate Bond villain-style murder traps at one of these abandoned factories that must have processed meat? Because there's a big grinder, and then there's a big blender. Uh, Nosedive's gonna get lowered into the blender, and Grin is gonna be ground up by the smasher. Um, but there's nobody there to watch. Also, just just shoot him first, and then mash up the bodies or whatever. Yeah, I... I don't know. Basically, just stop dicking around and fucking do the thing. We would be so much better villains than the villains (laughs) and things. Yeah. We're so much more willing to murder. Yeah, just like, uh... What is it, Scott? Dr. Evil's uh, son? Yeah. He's like, why are you doing this? Just shoot him. I've got a gun. Just I'll shoot just them. shoot him right now. <laughs> I've got a gun in my room. I'll go get it right now. Uh, so there's an act break. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to ease us away from the Austin Powers. What if that first one holds up at all? Uh, it's not bad. We watched it very recently. I mean, very recently in comparison to how long it had been since I had watched it before. In the last <laughs> year, we've I've seen it. Sure. And it was not super bad. It was it was actually pretty okay. I doubt you'd like it, because I don't know what you like. That's, that's fair. Um, so Grin is affixing... Not Grin. Uh, Siege is affixing the yes. crystal into a giant centipede-style robot, except it's not full of legs. It's full of wheels. That's why it's called a centipoid. Right. But it's basically just another robot tank themed after a uh, an arthropod. Chameleon hands Limpy just a bag full of cash. So they... D- why, why didn't they double-cross them too? I mean, I guess they had the money and they don't have any need for money. Where'd they get the money? They're dragons. Can I have a bag of cash? I want a bag of cash. You gotta team up with dragons. Guess. Nothing makes sense. Uh, you know what does make sense? Is Limpy says, don't worry, them boids are sweet gumdrops right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Nosedive and Grin, as their last words, decide to continue arguing about the fucking bear. Sorry, I was answering a text. Uh, oh, I was like, what happened? <laughs> but they're still arguing. This guy was being rude, that's what happened. That's right. I thought you might say some words, but then you didn't. So then Grin sees a bar, uh, uses his feet to grab it, and jams up his masher, and then breaks the chains and ropes holding him. Or he breaks the ropes holding him. The chain is still present. Yeah. And then he runs over to the blender, which now has exposed blades. It didn't previously. Uh, and uses that to uh, like cut his chains. And then he saves, uh, uh, what's his name? Nosedive. By tearing the door off of a safe and frisbeeing it into the blender. Yeah, you know, like how all meat packing plants have a vault of a sort, you know, to hide all the Kobe beef. I guess so. At that point, at that exact moment, the second they're both freed, uh, the centipoid knocks down the door and tries to just run them over. And we see all the goons, uh, the dragon goons in the in the windshield. Um. And the duck's like, well, we should probably deal with that. Meanwhile, uh, the dragons drive out and start, like, shooting some of the abandoned factories. And Draganus is like, make sure to only do half of the buildings. That'll probably spook Earth into giving us all of the power of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, they they need somewhere to store their stuff. <laughs> Fair. Instead of shooting the building that the dragons knew for a fact had the ducks in it. They shoot a different one. <laughs> yes. And then uh, Nosedive and Grin do a quick change in the coolest way imaginable. Yeah, they pull on their ties. 
and it turns into their armor. <laughs> or in the case of Grin, a tank top with shoulder pads. That's right. <laughs> this three-piece suit turns into a tank top. So after they do that, Limpy finds them, and they've got more Tommy guns. Uh, so Nosedive's like, I got this. Grin, you go attack that dr- that robot all by yourself. Uh, and then he realizes that he left. He doesn't have his gun. Um, now he's facing off against three guys with the automatic rifles, and he doesn't have any guns. If only there was some way he could be fast enough to zip around Oh, you mean like his bullets. fucking jet skates? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I he, mean. He uh, deploys his jet skates uh, yes. and deftly maneuvers around the bullets, I guess. Uh, his his guns were left on a um like a control panel of some kind. Um, so to get them, he smacks a button and then a, a crate swings on a crane and almost murders all of those human men. <laughs> yes. What does this factory make? <laughs> That's a good question. Just sparks, and <laughs> heavy shit. <laughs> it's a spark factory. Oh, all right. <laughs> easy to make that's what they keep in that vault because <laughs> sparks will, sparks will get out oh there you go well now there's just rampant sparks emerging <clears throat> yeah it's trouble but uh having almost smashed some men to death uh wild Wing, not wild Wing, nosedive grabs his guns and then instead of shooting them grabs a forklift and uh, attempts to run over bob and rob he does shoot the guns out of their hands also and then he like I don't. Looks like he's just gonna skewer them to death with a forklift, but instead he picks them up and then jumps off the forklift. Yeah, presumably to smash them to death, but not claim responsibility for it. Yeah, but that's not what happens. Yeah, Uh, and then there's a shootout between him and Limpy, but we cut over to see what Grin's up to. Clayhorn rolls up and he blames the ducks for the goings on, even though he can fucking see the dragons in the in the windshield. Uh, the dragons shoot his car and it crumples. Um, because apparently pulverize means like disassemble, not yeah. powderify, like you'd think. Un- unscrew everything and let it fall <laughs> right. down. Blues Brothers style. Yeah. Uh, so Clegghorn hides in a hole because he misses bank robberies and doesn't want to get murdered. Fair. Which is fair. Yeah. Uh, nosedive, we cut back into the warehouse and Nosedive nosedive tackles limpy and ties him up that was... he swings from the rafters to tackle him so who does he think he is duck orange <laughs> yeah um but that that fight's over yay go nosedive meanwhile the dragons are just tooling around in the parking lot grin hops on the back and punches a hole in it so this arbor fucking sucks right yeah Yep. There's no way this thing would stand up to even human weaponry if you can just use your fucking fist to punch into it. I mean, I guess the front is probably more fortified than the back because they are they did slam through walls earlier. Yeah, but they were just like garage doors. Those aren't t- yeah, typically thick as they've got to fold up. Yeah. Gr- Grin's just made out of like meat and bones. <laughs> I mean, if you were to throw the 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 ham you wanted this thing would punch a hole in it yeah <laughs> but uh grin pulls out some wires and he's able to disable the the final two wheels and apparently that's enough to completely halt the progress of the centipoid um <laughs> so siege is like we'll just shoot him and that'll kill him and then i guess that'll be that that doesn't fix the the locomotion problem but it will fix the duck problem I mean, I guess you just get off and fix it yourself after you've <laughs> killed the duck. Sure. Chameleon's against this because he's like, hey, um, if you shoot him, it'll probably like hit the thing we're in. Which he knows because this is exactly how Grin killed the thing in the last episode. Right. Uh, but Siege says, yeah, fucking do it. I don't care. And sure enough, Grin hops off and Siege explodes the centipoid. And then there's a moment where Chameleon's teleporter pops off, and he's like, ah, beads, can I teleport with one of you guys? And then they say no. And then the whole thing explodes, and they get team-rocketed up into the air, and then they teleport. But not the gem! Yeah, I guess no one was holding it. Sure. But it does fall into Grin's hand. Hooray, Grin. Oh, I guess 
I guess it was in the machine. It was. So it exploded out. Yeah. But I don't know, man. We don't know what it's made of. They never call it a diamond specifically. They just call it a gem. Yeah. So I don't know what it's made of. So I don't know if it will withstand... Jewel magic. Sure. (laughs) Why not? Uh, So they recover the gem and then they hand it to Cleghorn and like, hey, here's the thing we didn't steal except we did. And those are the bad guys over there. And then they point out Limpy and his goons and Prospector Jenkins or something. Old man Jenkins. Because of, uh, that's the next meta joke, because he's the villain for the next episode. Womp womp. Yeah, real funny. I think that's number four. And Clayhorn says, you know, you did okay, but you also broke a whole bunch of laws. Like, you aided and embedded a bunch of criminals. You stole some shit. But because it's a cartoon, number five, uh, I'm going to let this go. (laughs) Um, And then he says that he'll let everybody else out, and they'll be free as birds. And then they all have a good chuckle. Well, no... Grin and Cleghorn has a good chuckle. Grin and Nosedive roll their eyes. And then we cut to a diner where Grin and Nosedive are having malts, I guess. Sure. Uh, and they're still arguing about the bear, and Grin's argument hasn't evolved at all. Um, Not at all. Except he's like, it could be possible that he's a creature from another world, like us. Maybe that's why he drives cars, like we drive cars. And Nosedive says something to the effect of, yeah, like how we're ducks, but we don't fly south for the winter. But that's a no- that's normal to them. Cause I don't know. I don't care what they're saying because I'm distracted by this giant empty restaurant. <laughs> it's colossal. It's so big. It's definitely a place you would go on vacation. It's not a place you would eat regularly because it just feels like such a big, touristy, giant, weird place. It's a place no one eats regularly. There's no other characters in the shot. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, I guess presumably they're that last customer who's there keeping the, the staff there because they're not leaving. <laughs> and the staff definitely is spitting in their milkshakes because they want to go home. Yeah. And then they leave, I think, $2. And then they leave um, settling on trying to find Barry Bear and helping him find his home world because they've invented this whole backstory for him. And also, he's a cartoon and they know he's a cartoon. Yeah. But I guess they also know that they're <laughs> cartoons. But also, fuck this cartoon. <laughs> well, and hopefully we did this right and we never have to do this one again. That's, that would be good. That's how it ends. Jake. Yes. Most horrific part. When they pull on their ties and it becomes their armor and tank tops. It's pretty rad. Yes. So I wish I could change it's... all of my clothes. Uh-huh. Just like a lamp. Just <laughs> <laughs> like changing a song on Spotify and you go too far past it and then you can't go back because... Apparently back is also shuffle, so you never quite find the <laughs> the uh, the outfit you want again. Yeah, that's why I, I don't use Spotify. Yeah, no, that's just because you're a contrarian. Not necessarily. I realize uh, right there I just, you know, was contrarian, but that's because... <laughs> um, I think that it was turtle-rific that we got to see the seedy underbelly and the multiple, multiple villains that live in Anaheim. Yeah, there's a whole jewel fucking criminal underground. There's so many bad guys out there that they can only afford two henchmen at a time. (laughs) Yeah, the henchman pool is small. It's very shallow. Uh, Who is the most likable or effective character? (sighs) I guess I'll say Limpy. Yeah. He bothered me the least of the the people and he did try to kill nosedive yeah and i admire that (laughs) i'm gonna give it to mr big the character until we found out that he was the chameleon because he just bought a thing and just wanted the thing that he bought and i get it yeah i think maybe one of our theories last time was that mr big is an actual person who bought it and chameleon murdered murdered and was just taking his place also seems pretty real hard to say yeah uh, so what'd you do for a pop culture palette cleanse? Well, Sky, let me tell you. Um, no, really, let me tell you. Yeah, that's why I asked. Um, no, really, let me tell you. So uh, in our journey through the Pixar films, uh, we watched The Incredibles last week, which I, I know you're a fan of. And then we watched Cars this week, and Cars was the first one that lulled us to sleep. <laughs> um, 
I, I like cars, I think. Um, but boy, did we both get real sleepy um, during that. What, so, what time did you watch it? it? Like the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> well, you and Katie aren't not nap prone, so. It's true, but I mean, it hasn't happened with the, the you know, the first six Pixar yeah, movies. Well, those are this good, one though. was just. So, uh, Cars is pretty good, too. No, I just, Cars is something pretty good. about it. I was very surprised. It's comforting, how much I, I liked think. It. Yeah. But I mean, let's wait and see what happens to when we get to Cars 2. Yeah, Cars 2 can, can suck it. Who's going to sleep then? Next week is Ratatouille, though. So that's exciting. And then Wally, and that's very exciting. And also, we just watched um, the Netflix crime series, docu series, uh, Crime Scene, The Cecil Hotel. Which is uh, fine. <laughs> I mean, you, I like a, I like a good. Uh, oh no, what's happened here? Um, but they it, it, large focus is how the internet gets a hold of the story and people try and help solve it. And there's a lot of weird, sad people who spent a lot of time trying to solve this case, even after it was solved, <laughs> and wouldn't accept the results and it was it they they focused on some of their like conspiracies and how it was tied to the canadian government and things like that mm. and i was just like all right i just want to be like and then the police found a barrette and it led them to this i don't need to listen to these weirdos who bring nothing to the table <laughs> not a not a fan of that part the first two episodes are really interesting because it's regular and then by the third one you're just like all right, I've had enough of these people telling me, uh, this YouTube man who apparently is an authority on this case. No, thank you. <laughs> also, we watched the Britney Spears doc, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to feel bad for Britney Spears and have an hour and 15 minutes, I suggest you watch it. I'm good. I hope she's doing okay. Well, that's, we don't, we don't think she is. Yeah, I know. That's why we I need hope to she's free doing her. okay. Yeah. Hopefully she gets out from under her father's rule, yeah. and then she'll be fine. Yeah. How about you, Sky? <laughs> well, I watched WandaVision. Oh, yeah. We watched that, too. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's getting very interesting. I kind of enjoyed how they did a Malcolm in the Middle for this one. Uh, I really liked the Malcolm in the Middle with the kids talking to the TV yeah. or to the audience. and the, the Yeah. I mean, the the theme song is... Straight up Malcolm in the middle <laughs> to the point where uh, at the end, I'm surprised, you know, in, at the end of Mal- Malcolm in the middle, they go, life is unfair. <laughs> WandaVision. I'm really surprised they didn't just put that in. Mm. That is the correct number of syllables. It, fi- it fits perfectly. It really does. I was really expecting it. Mm. I did enjoy the the kids being dressed up uh, like their co- the, like in their costumes from the comic books. Mm-hmm. It was It was clever. Yeah. Um, I did some other stuff. I'm working on another project uh, that is still very early in the stages. Um, you declined to be a part of it, but uh, I'm working on it. I mean, I wish you the best. It's just not uh, for me. No, I know. Because I, I, w- I will ruin it. <laughs> um, My lack of enthusiasm and knowledge. <laughs> That's the thing. I was going to make you love it. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it. Uh, I I have been mostly focusing on that and trying to will the fucking snow to stop. I think it worked. Well, good luck, because it's supposed to snow tonight, and then it's supposed to snow again tomorrow, well, and then on Thursday. You know what will definitely prevent it from snowing ever again is me going to buy a b- snowblower. Oh, you're right. I'm so- I'll send you that link. Yeah, you did it wrong, because uh, you bought one, and I it should- snowed a whole bunch, so I'll have to go buy one, and then it'll never snow yes. again. All right. Uh, I'll go halvesies on them <laughs> if that's what it'll take. Sounds good. Uh, but I think that'll probably do it for this week and also last week. Sorry that we missed it. And maybe and maybe next week if this didn't turn out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Beads. We just. What if we just record uh, puck fiction in perpetuity until we get one right? <laughs> nah. If this gets eaten by by the internet or whatever, uh, we're just moving on to the next one. I'm not doing puck fiction again. Oh, thank God. Uh, but yeah, that'll that'll do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening and being patient with us as we navigate through the hard internet that doesn't like us. 
Next week, Sky and I will probably be in the same room, so it yeah, should be easier. My self-imposed quarantine ends tomorrow, so, and I didn't have a fever at any point, so I don't think I got actually infected. Sky's just been playing the cowbell for the last two weeks to fight his fever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you remember that, Sky? I, I do. Do you remember that? I'm, I'm, remember? I'm quite aware of Christopher Walken. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for listening. Um, you can follow the show at Fail Pop Culture with No E at the end. You can follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. You can also email the show at popculturefailure.gmail.com, which I forgot to mention. Uh, defund the police. Black Lives Matter. Uh, stay frosty. <laughs> You're caught you off guard. You said I forgot to. Yeah, you said I forgot to mention. I thought you were going to say something oh. different. I was confused. No, I said I forgot to mention. But you did mention it. Right, right there, because I forgot to put it in the normal place where it goes. I thought it went there. It doesn't. It never goes there. Oh, the Gmail thing was what you forgot to mention. Right. I thought you were going to say something different. <laughs> Clearly. I. Bye. Bye, everyone. We did it. Let's hear it for the managers. Time to rock and roll.